2: Better up. Welcome back to a pot of their own, listeners. This is episode 104 of a pot of their own, and we are live at Dollars for Dingers 2021. <laughs>
1: Yay! All right.
2: I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined by all of my co-hosts. Maggie Wigan. hello. Hi, Allison. Kellyanne Healy, hello. Hello, Allison. Hello, Maggie. And Linda Serafich, hello. Hello, Allison. Hi, Linda. Hi, Kellyanne. <laughs> Hi. Hi, <laughs> Maggie. Woo! We're here at Dollars for Dingers, and I should announce, before we even get into anything involving anything else, that tonight, this evening, we raised approximately $750. For this. <laughs> <laughs> we have a me. wonderful waitress who Maggie.
0: is also named I just want to say, Maggie, she is Maggie awesome. from Catch has been absolutely amazing. I just want to give her the biggest shout-out because she is, like, Hooray the most wonderful human being. Right,
2: other Maggie. We're here... Yes. We're here at Catch in Astoria, and our waitress just came over and asked if we need anything because she's fabulous, and Amazing. she immediately realized she was interrupting us and screamed and ran away. And so that is what we are all reacting to. However, Sham.
1: if you're ever in Catch, ask for Maggie. If you're yes. ever at Catch in Astoria, Queens, yes. ask
2: for Maggie. She's the best. We love her. She's been taking us care of us all night long. But we um, raised tonight over $750 for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which means that our total between pledges and the money we raised tonight is approximately $9,500 for the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And we have a game. Going on right now, and as the game is happening, we might raise even more money if the what Mets game. If the Mets oh. decide to hit a banger, no, down with no the Mets, this is the Brewers
1: I'm right it. now. No, no look ignore TV, don't. Ignore, ignore, ignore bases loaded, look, Rich Hill. I'll say what I said <laughs> earlier today, which is the Mets could win. It has happened before.
0: <laughs> but are they going to win? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> At least <we'll>, maybe <laughs> we got yeah, a Yankees
1: chant on site, and we know what—we don't blame them.
2: We don't blame them. We don't. blame them. Well, no, we can't judge. It, it is no. what it is, folks. Yeah, we're we're gonna ignore the Mets tonight. I think pretty much. I
0: mean, this is why Unless I'm wearing a they giant shirt. In after which case,
1: all. it is meant to be, and we love the Mets, and it's awesome. And but we should announce they have been officially eliminated. Yeah, the Mets have been officially eliminated oh, they from have? the playoffs. They yes. I, thought right. I thought it, it was like one. Right. Okay. No,
2: the Phillies won tonight. Uh, and so the Mets are officially eliminated uh, from the playoffs. Womp, 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 I i you the Phillies. I just want to give out a shout out to my
0: classmate, Emily, who wrote a post about how she needed to get to City Field. And the game she saw was the Mets beating the
1: Phillies. Okay. So yay. We love to I see, will see it. Think on That's unacceptable. That. I okay. will
0: think on that. And she's a Mets fan. So okay. shout out to Emily. We I don't love know if you're ever going to listen to this.
2: tell Emily to listen to this and the Mets are
1: playing the Brewers tonight and like other than a certain player who tried to get a menial employee fired just to make himself look good other than that the Brewers are a very lovely and likable team there is also the uh, white supremacist too oh yeah there's that other there's a a Josh Hader problem the white supremacist and the tried to get a low level employee fired to make himself look good they're a very likable team. And a Poto Night at City Field was against the Brewers. I mean, look, I love – and, like, honestly, Miller Park is a great stadium. Other than the white supremacy, y'all should definitely check it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, they have a whole wall full of beers on tap, I have heard. Legit
1: thought you were going to say a whole wall of white supremacy. No, that, that is way not... better. <laughs> I was beer. going to talk yes. about a whole wall of
2: white supremacy. No, no no no, I'm talking about beer, please, please folks. A whole wall of beers on tap.
1: Maggie has had some drinks for the first time in a long time. <laughs> we all have. We I all have. choked. Excuse me. I am I only had two two uh, <laughs>
0: I've only had two glasses of wine and that's it. That's my max, but as you can tell I'm still a little tipsy.
1: I've had two sangrias. I'm
2: okay. I'm feeling pretty uh, good. Rachel is attempting to get out of a basis loaded jam as we speak, and he's doing okay. Isn't is I'm to have multiple drinks without look looking like an asshole, but here so. we are. Here we are. Here we are. So I'm just going to do a round table. Folks, Maggie, what was your favorite moment of tonight?
1: Oh, man. I would say when the little girl with the baller stuffed unicorn yeah. won the. Hand knit by Kate, one of our um, podcast faves, one beautiful hand knit shawl. And this little girl and her mom, who is running for city council, and I don't remember her name, but vote for her if you're in Astoria. <laughs> Very helpful information. Just, um, but they they came in at the last minute to, to join the raffle, and they were lovely, and the little girl was adorable and five years old, and my daughter is four, so that's, like, the same thing. Um, yeah, that was definitely my favorite part of tonight, and that's not to say that it was... Um, week competition because it's been a great night so yeah again her, her i love her purse her purse was the best yes. yeah i didn't realize Penny the unicorn tale. was a purse i don't
2: no, know i don't th- none of us realized
0: that at first once i
2: saw a chain coming out of it i was like the unicorn's a purse hold up the unicorn <laughs> that was everything. red alert the her unicorn's purse a purse game
1: for children nowadays is head and shoulders above what it was for us ladies yes. i just need Not you to only know that, she had the light up sneakers too
0: Ellie has a uni-
1: has a butterfly purse that is like off the charts, like better than any purse I have ever owned. And she's four. I so. feel a little sad now. Yeah. I don't have any of that. Linda, in order to combat your sadness,
2: what was your favorite moment of the night? I did like win five, five
1: raffles. Yeah. <laughs> All the raffles. Uh, yes. Linda won a lot of
2: raffles, and it made it made it look like we were doing Steve Cohen style insider trading. <laughs> it was a
1: bad look, y'all. Which unfair. Listen. I'm on brand. I was gonna say it's Steve Cohen insider trading. It's Gosh. fine. She bought tickets fair and square, just like okay, everybody else. Put the money in. She did it. And I never went. Allison picked while Maggie was holding. I didn't even pay. That's true. She didn't have her hands in the buckets Mm -hmm. at all. I will shake more next time. Yeah, guys, we promise.
2: We will. Kellyanne. Wait, what was Linda going to say? No, Sorry, I was just going to say, so I'm just happy with all my newfound prizes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I never wanted anything. It's okay. Jesse's getting one of them, so at least there's that's that. That's true. That's true. Jesse's getting one of them. That's so, true. So, Kellyanne, what was your favorite moment from tonight? Oh God, I, that's a hard – this
0: entire night was my was favorite so moment. Right? It was just so good just because I haven't seen everybody in a very long time. I finally met some fellow AA cohort members like Jack and Thomas and Vass. Um, and we had some returning. And Kate, well, Kate's not technically employed at AA, but she's a fellow librarian, so I was very excited to meet her. And seeing Michael and seeing John and our fantastic just Maggie! Yay! 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 Big shout-out. I just This entire night has been one giant, amazing moment.
2: Yeah, that was... Uh, Kellyanne sure. kind of took mine. Sorry. My Thank you so much. Have a wonderful oh, yes, evening. Oh, have a wonderful night. We were just saying how much we were- loved having you guys.
1: Yes, yes, we're doing
2: a podcast live. That's and I just like bought Oh no! no you're, you're done. You're totally we're
1: welcome. so happy you you're did. What is you your name? I'm Felicia ah. Kalen. Okay. Yeah, awesome. this is I'm Zaria. I'm running oh. for,
2: oh for city council. here. Vote for Felicia Kalen for city council.
1: Go vote for In her. Victoria, please. Zaria, vote for her. Maybe check out her policies first. It's important to be an informed voter. It's really not hard to buy us listeners. I don't. I don't just understand what was just said. Get her <laughs> Check out her policies, but then vote for her. Educate yeah, yes. okay, yourself. So she hard. seems fine. She seems right <laughs> New York City politics is a pretty narrow spectrum. Well, and then and also psychotic. The National Domestic like Violence a Hotline.
2: Thing? That's true. I she think did. that's a good start. A good sign, at least. Kellyanne took my favorite moment for Which is that I'm well, so sure excited to get to see all of these folks from Amazon Avenue that I haven't seen either ever or in <laughs> over two years. Yeah depending on who they are and it's just i'm very excited to have us all here you know together as a family and it's just really awesome to have us all here like i really miss this and obviously during the pandemic this was not a thing we got to do um and so to have everyone here in person like it means a lot to me and it means a lot to us and this is just this was just an awesome night and i'm so happy so thank you to everyone that came um amazing avenue and not everyone everyone that donated everyone that came We've got, like,
1: a race car or something in the garage. We have music. We well, listen, have motorcycles. This is how we know you're not a New Yorker at this moment in time because dirt bikes are a major theme <laughs> of this last several months in New York City. What this we're getting, is, I'm going to go ahead and call it, the norm but <laughs> well, we're getting a very genuine
2: new york background noise Y'all are. In this podcast i gonna say, and you're missing out on
1: this the vibe here is incredible <laughs> this is how
2: you know we're definitely live and we're not fake yes
1: uh, we're doing it
2: live folks we
1: have a potto quorum finally yes yes it's all
2: four of us for the first time since our 100th episode but we're in person, um, this but we're time. in person, no,
0: which is even better. Have yeah, we is. ever
2: been all four of us in person? We have person? not. No, I mean, was. She was at 2019, I was
1: yes. at yes. 2019, Kellyan but was I was there. Not she on the was running social for us, and it was awesome. I was just doing
0: social media at that point.
1: And, um, and you weren't and, in the city in the <laughs> city field parking lot, right? No, I wasn't. No, no. Yes. I hide a lot. from the City Field parking no. lot. The, the I just want you to hear my, my voice. Smile on us that tight. <laughs> yeah. But today, quorum, we have it. Yep.
2: Do uh, we need to vote on anything? <laughs> I guess I guess I'll do one Mets related question, which we will ignore like how the Mets are playing on the field. Womp, because, you know, stuff well is they're, up. they're up, you are up at bat. It is still scoreless. Rich Hill managed to get out of a bases-loaded jam. What's his so heart? heart? Snaps for Rich he Hill. He did it. Well, well this um, might be the last Dick Mountain start. It might be. It might maybe. be the last Dick Mountain start. He's should no. be so lucky. Is he getting one more?
1: Like,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Well, it's very sad. No more Dick Mountain well, It was, was say, really probably only
1: a matter of time before Rich Hill made some starts for the Mets. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So, I was going to say... Of all the Mets who are either, like, recently acquired or who are about to be free agents. Javi Baez. Which of them would the you like out. to see back next year? Linda said Javi Baez.
1: All right, what about you, Maggie? Uh-huh. Of the most that you would like to see back? I mean, of the recently acquired Javi Baez, but of the other, like, vulnerable Mets, I mean, Stroman. I'm wearing the Stro Show t-shirt tonight representing for Marcus Strowman. He has been everything and more than the Mets could have ever hoped for this year. If the Mets were any team that did not have Jacob Degrom, he would be their slam dunk ace. God bless Marcus Stroman. We love you. He retweeted our fundraiser yes, for tonight. He did. Like, That's
0: enough said.
1: Marcus Stroman, all day, all night. Love Marcus Stroman. Bring him back, Steve Cohen. If you are listening, bring Stroman back. My- he should retire a Met at this point.
2: So Ma- Maggie, I share my answer with Maggie. I'm going to say Marcus Stroman, but just to keep it different for all of us to give a different answer, I'm going to say Aaron Loop. I would yes. love, yes. I would love for line. the Mets to re-sign Aaron Loop. We need our Bush Lights. We need yes. our post-game Bush Lights. We need our 1.00 ERA King. Yeah, yes. um, we do. So I would love for Aaron Loop to come back to the Mets. How about you, Kellyanne?
0: Is it cheating if I say Everybody.
1: No, no, it's perfect for you, Kellyanne. I, I was gonna say that's your personality. So, I mean, answer, Because I, I can,
0: I can find different reasons to want all of them back. I mean, I think Conforto's gonna have a bounce back year. I want Javi Baez back because he's just been a, a boost of energy, and he's great. And I love that he confounds the Amazing Avenue commenters. It just <laughs> it brings me joy.
2: Yes. Well, and the um, seems like ear, so yes.
1: it seems
0: like... And I, I want to see Syndergaard back, and I want to yeah. see Strowman back majorly. Maybe not just because he likes my tweets all the time <laughs> that I tag him
1: in. I do think this but, team needs an overhaul, but yes. there are certain players that they absolutely cannot yeah. lose to even have a shot at. And I think Strowman yeah, Str- like, and Yeah, like
0: Strowman, and Baez. If I had to choose two, they would be my top two. Yeah. But like, I don't want to just make them my top two because I really want to see Conforto back. I really want to see Syndergaard back. Take
1: everyone, Kellyanne. That's yes, what we I want. I just want to take you're here everyone for, to remind I us that we can choose everyone. Yeah, I'm just choosing
0: everyone. I'm being the diplomat. <laughs>
2: If you had to put a percent likelihood on Michael Conforto being a Met on Opening Day 2022, what is the percent right now?
1: Twenty percent? Like I'd say 25. I want.
0: Yeah. I see. I want him back, but I'm going to say zero no percent. Zero percent. No percent chance.
1: Except the qualifying.
2: Uh, offer. It's not happening. Brian says, or, "Is that a 50 or a five? Fifty <laughs> really? percent? See, I I was going to go closer to that. I I'm going to go somewhere in between and say 35 percent. See, um,
0: I said zero because his agent is Scott Boris. Yeah. Yeah. But and the, he it. and the Mets have had to at I least mean, probably, have a very down. fraught relationship.
1: I think if, he, if they want to take some sort of a, like, I don't want to say a pillow deal, because that always sounds, like, questionable to me in, like, a moral sense. But, like, if they want to take a shorter-term deal that will boost his his value, then sure. Yeah. Um. I... I'm like 95% sure they're going to offer him the QO and I'm 95% sure he's going to refuse it. But then I also don't think they have so much ego in the front office that they wouldn't then negotiate with him like they would with any other corner outfielder. And that's, you know, for better or worse, Uh, there's a lot of corner outfielders out there and the Mets would know they have had a A lot lot of of corner outfielders. That's like their favorite thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the odds are high that that ends up working out. But the Mets, for better or worse, will need a quarter outfielder, and he is one of them. Although, yep. based on I the, mean, the, and the video SNY created, <laughs> I would not be opposed to Edwin Diaz playing left field. No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, the thing, the thing that, that, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit about Michael Conforto is that he he will always be tied up with the twenty fifteen. Yes. yes, yes, because he just, came com, up. just coming up at that time so, and helping. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh man, it's awfully soon for this guy." But no, he was ready and he yeah. did really well. Yes, he was part of why they got to the World Series and he did as played well as with they David did. Wright. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think the no, other
0: the other thing we need to watch out for is that you were mentioning the front office. It's going to be, except for Alderson, it's pretty much going to be a brand new front office next year. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a better
2: front office. Let's just hope. And on that point, I mean, we've we've talked about on the, we talked about on the podcast last week about how Billy Bean has gotten the most like heat around him as far as like who oh my God, the Mets that's are, crazy. you know, looking out as far as I their president of baseball operations. Now, Billy Bean is a guy who loves his uh, his A's, and I could see the Mets bringing in Mark and as a potential outfielder, like first base alternative, especially if Dom Smith doesn't end up being traded or, you know, cut. I hate to say it, um, something like that. But um, I could see that as a Conforto replacement player.
0: Here's the thing with Billy Bean. He also has some history with the Mets already from when he was a player. Yeah. So I am wondering if that is going to affect the whole – his whole um in the interest or his interest possibly in the Mets. I'm i I'm just curious to see how that's gonna play out in the off season.
1: Yeah. It'll just be because of that history.
0: Yeah. If you haven't if you don't know, go look it up.
1: It's gonna be an interesting <laughs> off season for yeah, better any which or anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Any I think way. I said this last week, like may you live in interesting times. Yeah. Like, may you live in interesting times. There's a double edged sword right there. It I could be amazing. It could be nuts <laughs>
2: I have another odds question for you guys. So, given Edwin Diaz's potential arbitration salary, what are the odds that Edwin Diaz is non-tendered
1: by the way? Like I said,
2: have him play left next year. He
1: was, has the arm. He was hitting dingers in batting practice. I mean, why not? I'm going to say really low. I mean, yeah. maybe like 10%. Because the thing is, like, in arbitration – Arbitration salaries, as much as you might look at them and be like, whoa, I wouldn't have given this guy, blah, blah, blah. They actually tend to still be below market value. Yes, yes, they do. So whatever whatever Diaz gets in arbitration is probably less than he would get on the open market and probably in line with what you would expect from a non-closer... Decent reliever on the open market. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to say like 99% because I, I, I'm i a data analyst and 99% never happens. So, I'm going to go ahead and say 90% because I, I mean, I think the Mets would be really stupid to non tender him unless yeah. he just gives up a million runs from now till the end of the season. Yeah. Which, like, this is me knocking on. <laughs> On the wooden table we have right here. I agree <laughs> with that. I'm going to put the odds at around 10 to
2: 15%. But the fact that they are not zero is honestly pretty remarkable. Yeah. And I
1: think it's not zero. Brian is raising his hand. Got Brian. Hi, podcast dad. Is it we knocked on the table with his microphone? Oh, no. No, I'm not. Um, what I would say is that if they didn't trade for him and trade Kellenic for him, there'd be a higher chance of non-tendering him. They do not want to have the potential... Uh, Backpage oh, yeah, story PR. of non-tendering a guy—you traded your top yeah. prospect for. Right, Especially but, with Cano having the the, the PED oh suspension, there is there is no there is no but, way they're going to do that because yeah. it would be the most LOL Mets move in a long time <laughs> in a year full of lots of LOL Mets moves. But,
0: and that you also bring up someone I completely forgot about, quite frankly, Robinson Cano.
1: I <laughs> thought you were gonna say Kaletic. Him too, man. Trying I mean, to forget do. about it. Someone, someone who's still a Mets. I just no, want Narco. Just... That's all I want. I want to hear but, Narco I mean, in the no, playoffs. But... That's all I want. But I but want she... to hear electricity in the stadium. Da, 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 and, like, da, da. they are, are experimenting with a new ball in AAA that makes it, like, rippier or whatever. So, I mean, it's probably a coincidence. That Edwin Diaz started getting bad after they cracked down on the sticky stuff. Yeah, purely really coincidental. Not nearly as bad as Castro <laughs> Conway. Yeah, when I
2: started honestly, right like, yeah. I mean, I like it's just it's yeah. It, this season, uh, this off season, as Brian kind of brought up about like trading a, a a good prospect for Edwin Diaz and not wanting to you know cut bait with him for that reason. This offseason, for a multitude of reasons, is going to be a test for Steve Cohen as far as sunk cost is concerned. I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that Edwin Diaz is sunk cost. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that, you know, if Robinson Cano comes into spring training and he looks cooked, what is Steve Cohen going to do? Is money, he going to keep him? Is he going to keep him because he makes money? Because that's what the Wilpons would have money. done. Or is he going to cut him? Um, I think that's going to be an interesting test. And I think, you know, the Edwin Diaz question is going to be an interesting test because if he tenders him and then says, okay, you know, this is a cost that we're paying, but I can still go out and get another closer. And Edwin Diaz can just be a relatively high-paid setup man. That would be the approach that I would take with the Mets. But we'll see if Steve Cohen agrees with that.
1: If they want to truly be Dodgers East, then they can eat some costs. Like the Dodgers they should. did that with David Price. Yes, well, they did. Like there is options there, oh, but if you is. don't want to be Dodgers East, then you're the Wilpons. I don't,
0: so don't want them to be maybe, Dodgers East. Steve Cohen made the Dodgers mistake, have their own perhaps mistake. not
1: mistake of saying that if they were going to cross the luxury tax <laughs> luxury tax threshold, they were going to blow past it. So, it's almost impossible. I mean, it's going to be really hard in this offseason for them to not cross it just because of almost impossible, like all kinds of of structural reasons. So, here's the the sticking point is he going to cross the threshold or is he going to blow past it? And I feel like that is the linchpin for the 2022 Mets. How much is he going to blow past? The luxury tax threshold. If he does. In July, he said he wouldn't have an issue going past it, but then he didn't. So actions speak louder than words. Although also in retrospect, it's a good thing he didn't go past it in July because there is no player that they could have passed that threshold. That would have fixed this. That would have fixed this. This has just been a truly brutal couple of months for the Mets.
2: So, here's another odds question. What are the odds that the 2022 Mets end up with a better record than the 2021 Mets? 95%.
1: Really?
2: Really? I'm not as optimistic as you, honestly. The 2021
1: Mets are making that a relatively easy question. I I am actually going to say
0: I abstain courteously (laughs) until... I it see what it's worse. like in spring training and uh, opening day. I want to see the makeup of this team before I, mean, I make say, any decisions.
1: I'll say seventy-five percent right off the bat. Uh, like, I'm going
2: to be the low on this. I'm going to go sixty percent. I like the like. I just don't see a like. And it, this is not me trying to be a Debbie Downer about it. Like, I'm obviously going to go into opening day with optimism, like I do every year, like a freaking sucker, but. We have a sickness, Allison. Yeah, we all have the same mental illness, and it's called the New York Mets. um, And being a fan, it breaks your heart. um, But the problem is, is that I just don't see a way out of this. Like, I don't see how fixable this team is on the like, like current you know, payroll, or like you know, Steve Cohen would have to really blow up the payroll to to improve a lot on what this team is now.
1: I mean, to me, the team has just underperformed in general. Like, I think yeah. I think Jeff McNeil is going to put up a better line next year than he put up this year. I think Conforto, whether or not he's playing for this team, you never know. He's going to put up a better line next year than this year. I think there are just a lot of players right now who are hitting the bottom end of their range. And, like, that is – That is, like, peak Mets right there is everybody hitting their, like, 25th percentile outcome. But I do feel like if we're looking at the odds for next year, they're not all going to hit their 25th percentile outcome again. I agree with that to a certain extent. I do. Juan Soto did post a picture saying he wanted to be in New York or something else. Really? He did. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. So, oh, trading for one Soto. Maggie Sol's has just entered the rapture. Problem. Send them all. I will trade the entire Mets farm system. Top <laughs> to bottom. Oh, yeah. 100 players, Take whatever that is. Send them the all. Mets, the problem is the for... Mets do not have enough prospects yeah, currently to be able to acquire I mean, one Soto. The problem. But we are not overlooking the possibility that the folks running the Nats are stupid. That's fair enough. I I think Strowman has lots of nice things to say about him. They might be stupid. Strowman has been recruiting Soto.
2: I mean, literally the only reason the Nats didn't really listen to offers on Juan Soto at the deadline like they did for everybody else, including Trey Turner, who is not a free agent at the end of the year, is that there is no package that could match Juan Soto at this time. There just isn't one.
1: The entire Mets farm system. Every prospect, one to fifty, send them all. Come Maggie's on, gonna just Soto. break the system. And Top cash down. considerations, obviously. Like, <laughs> hashtag, cash, cash, considerations. cash considerations or cash considerations. to be named later. My favorite <laughs>
2: metropolitan. A player to be named later. The most effective men to to date. Um, He's very versatile player to be named later. He so is. So many well, positions. I looked it up. We looked it up this morning because we were having a discussion about Juan Soto. Juan Soto has a 258 WRC plus in September. Uh,
1: yes. A 258 WRC plus.
2: His OPS is like 1,400 something. Holy mother. I'm banning myself. I'm my my banning myself. Game. Like, he, be, like. In his last 25 plate appearances, he has reached base in 20 of them. Like, it's just like, it's literally absurd at this his point. His are being wasted. I'm it's like Barry Bonds He's levels. not a regular
1: human. No. But, you know. I mean, he's not. Look, let's just. Brother. He will not be playing for the New York Metropolitan no, he in won't. 2022. He'll be playing for a team that is bad, which is deeply uh, enough He will probably uh. be playing for the Washington Nationals in 2022 because, again, it will be exceedingly difficult to, to come up with any package for Juan Soto. But he is a man to be watching because, yikes, a Wooga, humana, humana. <laughs> and this is part of a greater conversation to have, honestly,
2: about you know, really good players on really bad teams because Cedric Mullins reached the 30-30 club this week and, like, no one noticed because he's on the Orioles. And, you know, it's really, really depressing, honestly, to think about that Cedric Mullins is stuck on the Orioles, that Juan Soto is stuck on the Nationals. They traded everybody else, and now Juan Soto has to be the face of that whole team for the next five years while they stink. Um, tanking is bad for the sport, in summary.
1: Well, and then you get penalized for the MVP, too, because yeah. a lot of writers will vote for you
2: right. if your team doesn't make the playoffs. And, like, Shohei Otani should absolutely win the Be AL MVP. The MVP. Yes. I mean, no disrespect He probably to, will, yeah. No disrespect for Vlad
1: Guerrero Jr. Poor, Any other year, he Vlad would win. For Guerrero, because seriously, like, in the last 30 seasons, he would have won MVP in 29 of them. yeah. yeah. And he does not really stand a reasonable chance this right. year.
2: Ugh. And, like, yeah, it's just so upsetting because, like, he normally in any other season would win the MVP, but Shohei Otani absolutely needs to win the MVP. But he's on the Angels, and no one pays attention to him, and no one is able to watch his games because they happen late at night after everyone on the East Coast is asleep, and he's on a bad team. Yeah. But it, And
0: I don't think it's just that. It's also the blackout rules that affect that. And that, that's a big thing that affects the marketing of all of these players. Yep. So... That's yeah. I just segued into something completely different, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're talking about this, and I'm just like thinking, man, people outside of their regions don't really know these players either, and don't know how great they are, and don't know these amazing things that they're doing. So MLB, change your damn blackout rules. You're killing yourself this selves this way.
2: Amen. Um, Another baseball-wide issue that we will cover not on this episode of the podcast while we have all had a couple drinks and also are in the middle of a very loud music dance party that's happening um, is uh, that—but I will at least shout it this week, but as a preview to something we will talk about in the future— Sports Illustrated came out with a really excellent article about Trevor Bauer that I highly recommend you all read, um, and we will cover that in greater detail next week. Um, but suffice it to say that they did a really, really thorough and thoughtful job on that article. They talked to BDSM experts. They talked to all sorts of folks, and they just did a really, really good job. So I highly recommend you read it. I'll link it in the show notes and in the like tweets for this episode, and we'll talk about it more next week. So. We will talk
1: about it with a lot of nuance, but in the meantime, shoot Trevor Bauer into the sun. Yes. Yeah. Shoot Trevor Bauer into the sun.
2: And we or did kick this fundraiser the balls. for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which we will
1: continue to do until yes. MLB puts us out of business and makes it so we don't have to do this anymore. God yeah. bless the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which takes a very serious mm. issue and approaches it with a incredibly practical hands-on approach which is so important and they are providing a concrete service every single day literally 24 7 they are absolutely just killing it every day in and out and you cannot find a better domestic violence organization to support and neither could we and that is why (laughs) MLB keeps making this relevant. Yeah. Put us out of business, MLB. We are begging you. And it is an honor
2: to raise money for this organization yes. every year. We we look forward to it. We love doing it. And they have been such good partners with us. And lovely. we are so honored and proud to represent them at this yes. fundraiser every year.
1: And they do such vital work, especially now with the pandemic and... Um, you know, it was on the rise. Domestic violence was on the rise. And, you know, it's been in the news with the Gabby Petito case. Um, it's just, it's so important to just raise awareness, to understand the signs. Yes. Um. So, you know, it's sad that we have to keep raising money, but at the same time, we will absolutely continue to raise money for them until we no longer have to but we'll be here we'll keep doing it until until we don't have to but you know it's absolutely our privilege to be able to do it and if you guys want to go like a step further find your local
0: domestic violence shelter donate donate money donate food donate supplies donate your time because a lot of them run on volunteers so definitely this is so important and And like Linda and Allison and Maggie said, this is such a privilege to do this every year and raise money for um, for NDVH. And yeah, that's
2: that's I was going on saying something and then I lost track. And listen, we could have a whole ass conversation about about Gabby Patino and um, about Gabby Patino and the way that domestic violence is treated by law enforcement yeah. Um, there are so many conversations we could have that Gabby, that the Gabby Vitiello case raises about how law enforcement treats domestic
1: violence issues and doesn't take them seriously enough, wow. and that is why crimes like this and have not the media media warning: signs. domestic violence issues that are not blonde, white women with just, a whole yes, lot of Insta I will I, I, won't lie. I that didn't know that because like, "There are more." When
0: they were talking about the indigenous women that were missing. And the black women that were missing. So yep.
1: to me, she kind of took uh, like I only know about her through them. Yeah, I will. There, there was a there was an excellent article, and I think it was I think it might have been Buzzfeed. We will we'll share it from the from the Apato account that um, 710 Native women yes. were reported missing in the state of Wyoming in the ten years before Gabby was reported missing in the state yes. of Wyoming, yeah. and that is. Um,
2: that, that's that really that okay. says it all of and that time. conversation comes
1: out on the heels of this. Yeah. Rather we than have to, before this. It's a conversation we have to have. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One hundred percent Well and this also
2: shows how it's more
1: prevalent than you think. Everybody yes. is yes. suffering heroic. And, and that's what the and that's part of what the hotline is doing is yep. acknowledging that this is happening all the time, yep. every day, everywhere. And that's why they do what they do. Yes. Which is making themselves available to any woman who is not even... You don't even have to be sure that you're being abused. Or you don't have to fully wrap your mind around whatever the situation is. If you feel uncomfortable in your relationship, if you feel uncomfortable in your life and you're not sure what to do about it or who you can talk to, you call the hotline. They're literally there to help you answer your own questions and they are fully confidential and they have protections built into their website. If you're uncomfortable having that in your browsing history, if you're uncomfortable having that visible to somebody around you, the website is built in with protection to keep that between you and them. And if you have any discomfort or any questions about, what your relationship is and how safe you are that is a safe resource and you should reach out to them in any situation that's what they're there for
2: and we also need to have a conversation which we can have in a future episode if you guys want um about the obsession of true crime in america and that culture i'm guilty of that and how that has Dehumanize victims yep. um, and, gl-
0: and glorifies things, and glorifies yeah.
2: them, and treats them
1: like a case we need to solve. It gamifies and, and,
0: and yeah, entertainment.
2: Yeah.
1: It's entertainment, entertainment,
2: literal entertainment.
1: Well, and then also all the YouTubers were trying to like figure this case out.
2: Like, yeah, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, and like you know, social media did help to a certain they extent. Did, yeah, YouTube
1: did help them Everyone find wants that van. To solve a, to to solve a mystery, yes, That's, amateur detectives, no. but yeah. these, I blame Ghost Rider. But yes, <laughs> yeah. I also want to solve a mystery.
2: But these victims are human beings with families, mm-hmm. and we need to be cognizant of that. And we need to be cognizant of the fact that there are countless, countless victims that have not received this level of you know scrutiny and that are out there that no one has tried not to just
0: find. not and not yeah. just scrutiny, care, 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 yeah. Compassion. Uh, I mean, all these, uh, all these people that are missing have families, have loved ones uh, that don't know what happened, and they. We could go on a get, lot about this. This is getting me
2: like emotional right now. We could go on for a long time about this, but yeah. suffice it to say that we are honored to work with the domestic yes. national domestic violence hotline because they are an organization that has worked on these issues for a long, long time, and um yeah they deserve your support they deserve our support and we're very happy to to do this every year and we will keep doing it and we will and keep it, doing it
1: and it's not too late to pledge it's not we too late, to no, pledging it's not too late to pledge my mother is pledging. Day of the season tonight I mean, my goodness pledge the day after the last day of the season we don't care we'll no. accept it we won't we won't, will we won't be like nope no, <laughs> no you like, cannot get the pledges in we are pledging per dinger hit by the Mets. It's not that much. <laughs> like it's that, a low, low bar to clear. Even, but seriously, they are a super deserving. Even organization. even if you don't
0: make a pledge to our fundraiser, just donate on your own. Yeah. too yeah. You don't you don't need to do it in the context of this fundraiser. Just just donate. Maybe I don't know if they I assume they have sustaining membership. So
1: <laughs> they do. They okay, do. Have they just do. Membership. Sorry, I don't just know this. throw them any amount of money and yes. there's a really good chance it will help one person. Yes. Get out of a life-threatening situation. That's you're, a, and and that you're change, like you like enough That feels are, like a good
0: deal you, to me. You're getting yeah. them out of that life-threatening situation. You're changing their lives for
1: the better. You could be saving a life. You're you're saving yeah. a life. Change saving, changing, just making a life better. I mean, something we talk about a lot is the idea of, like, getting out of a dangerous relationship. Yeah. But um, something that the hotline is very aware of that not everybody is, is that getting out of that relationship is actually the most dangerous part of it. And that leaving an abusive relationship is the most risky decision a woman can make. Um, But the hotline actually helps them with that. They help them know what they need to bring with, like, simple things like, what do you need to bring with you? What do you need to have on your person as you leave that home? Mm. Where can you go when you leave your home? You know, where can you bring your children? Where can you bring your pets? That sounds like maybe a silly, petty thing, but it's It's actually really important. Like People who have a beloved dog would never want to leave their beloved dog to an abusive partner. But the hotline is the kind of resource that can say, well, here's a pet-friendly resource for you to get out and be safe. Here's a, a place where you can stay with your wonderful dog who is like the person the thing you love most in the world like they get that and like yeah. what do you need with you okay you need your like your your birth certificate or your social security card they can give you these like s- these like nitty gritty type things to get you out of that situation and let you start the rest of your life like with your family pictures and You know, with, like, you know, your kids' birth certificates. Like, the things that you really need the most, they can advise on that. And that's what they do. That's, like, where they come in. And that's why we love them. Because they're the nitty-gritty. And we're nitty-gritty kind of folks over here. (laughs) Sorry, we're sharing this space with a birthday party. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. They're having a great time. And so are we. (laughs) We're having a great (laughs) time. It's a different
2: vibe. And that's cool. (laughs) That's fine. Um... So, yeah, donate your money to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. We appreciate your support so much for this fundraiser and in the future. Um, in the meantime, while you're waiting for our next fundraiser, um, which we will probably do mini fundraisers in the off season to benefit different causes that we care about because yeah. we know that the love needs to be spread, um, you can go to amazingavenue.com. Check out all of our fantastic content. We are still doing game recaps such as they are. Um, I'm <laughs> we'll, on recap tomorrow. Uh, Linda's on recap tomorrow. I'm still in the God moderate
0: commenting Linda. commenting the mo- my <laughs>
2: and moderating Kelly. the comment section. Kellyanne's still moderating the comments. Please join us. You can. Uh, there, there's still analysis. There's still morning news posts every morning. Check it all out on AmazingAvenue.com. You can follow Amazing Avenue on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. You can follow each of us at Amazing Avenue uh, or at Amazing Avenue at, <laughs> on Twitter. Um, you can follow the, sh- the show on Twitter at A pot of Their Own. You can email us aa. A of Their Own at gmail.com. I am at Petit PhD on Twitter. Where are you, Maggie? At Maggie162. You, Kellyanne? At L-R-B-E-L-L-A-R-E-B-E-E. You, Linda Cervich? At Linda Curevich. And you can follow our awesome podcast at. Brian. We, we didn't do our walk-off wins. Oh, we didn't do our walk-off wins? Oh, oh my God. I mean, is, is this, this our walk-off wins? Walk-off wins? Probably. Yes, this yeah. is our walk-off win. I don't the
0: think fundraiser. we need to do walk-off
2: wins, you guys, because this is our everyone's walk-off win.
0: This a joint, amazing. a
2: collective
0: quartet. Walk off when is this fundraiser? this fundraiser? It's so great to see
1: everybody's faces. Yes, you know, it's such nice That's faces. Nice. I know everyone's Aww. face
2: is good. Is good. <laughs> we, yeah, this is our walk off win. Kind of goes without saying. Yes, you should also follow our podcast dad on Twitter at Brian Needs a Nap. <laughs> We love podcast dad. Man, thank this you, podcast dad. This is not have been possible no. without him. It's none not None of this would have been possible he does not without him.
1: Like being shouted out. He's shaking his he's head sh- right yep. now. Nope, he no, you're just done letting him get away he's with he's yelling, yelling at me. His he's eyes. He's gonna cut Something. this out of the podcast.
2: He's mad at us, but you should Say follow him. you are an awesome oh, podcast dad.
1: Care. <laughs> no. oh, come on. Come on.
2: He's an awesome podcast dad. You
1: should follow him. Um, we would not be here without him. Absolutely
2: not. Nor would our original intro and outro music be here without him, which is by Bunga. Boom. Let's go, Mets. And don't forget, there is No, no crying, crying in, in Podcasting! podcasting! woo